Some folks don't stop searching till they find the truth. And if you've got the eye of a detective, June's Journey is the game for you. Play as June Parker in a gripping murder mystery adventure as you find hidden objects to help solve her sister's death. You'll hunt for clues in hundreds of beautifully illustrated scenes set in the Roaring Twenties. With more than a thousand scenes filled with clues, there's always something new to discover. You may even trek across the globe for your next lead. Every week, new chapters are added with new characters to meet and places to search. Plus, there are tons of fun, unique features to keep you entertained. From building your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings, to collecting scraps of information on each character to fill your photo album. You can even play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today, available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games. Hello everyone, and welcome to Garden Gossip, the home and garden show, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome to Garden Gossip, everyone. Uh, today's show is all about the most visited public garden in America. We're talking about Longwood Gardens, which is in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, near Chad's Ford, where Nancy and I stayed. Um, we stayed at uh, the beautiful Wild Wisteria Bed and Breakfast, and um, they told us we need to go to Longwood Gardens. And they even purchased, they're the newer owners of the property, and um, they even purchased their bed and breakfast to be near Longwood Gardens because, uh, you know, Cindy Eck, um, one of the innkeepers, Brad and Cindy, Cindy has traveled all over the world to visit gardens, botanical gardens. And so she said, that's it. We're, we need to be near Longwood. (laughs) And um, we totally understand, right? Nancy having Mm -hmm. been there and uh, even her B&Bs. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Even their B&Bs kind of themed after the gardens are themed. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the garden, the the Longwood Gardens is over 1100 acres, which, um, but they kind of have like a little uh, inspiration, I should say, from Longwood Gardens. Uh, really amazing. Over 20 indoor gardens, 20 outdoor gardens. There's meadows. Oh, Nancy, the meadows with all mm-hmm. the swallowtails. It's beautiful. Right. Woodlands and all the fountains. Just an absolutely incredible place to visit in uh, southern Pennsylvania. So I encourage you to go to their website, Longwood Gardens. Org and of course, go there. That's even better. So very excited to have Patricia Evans join us from the gardens. Welcome, Patricia. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm great. It's, I'm so glad to be here today. Hey, we are glad to have you too. I mean, you work in in a botanical garden in the you know the most visited one in the in the country. I know. How you know? Cool. I know. Like, can I have your That's job? So lucky. <laughs> yeah, really. It's so lucky. I, I am very lucky. You are absolutely right. I work in one of the most beautiful places in the world. You do. You do. Um, And the gardens has a little bit of everything. I think Nancy and I managed to cover a lot of ground, literally. Um, The only thing we didn't get to do was the ideas garden um, when we were there. And uh, just because you had a summer storm and, you know, we didn't want to get zapped and have curly hair, (laughs) but we do need curly hair (laughs) to look a lot better. But um, yeah, really amazing. The fountains and all the varieties of gardens, even like the topiary garden, um, that was incredible. That's got to be a favorite for families. Yeah, you know, I think it, when people come to Longwood, Lisa, they some know what to expect and some don't. And I think that's really what is so great about Longwood is that there is so 
much to see. And even if you don't really think that you're a garden person, and there's a lot of people out there who may not think that they're a big horticulture lover, when you come to Longwood, you're going to find something that you love or something that resonates with you. I think everybody loves to look at beautiful things, but we also have fun and whimsy in our topiary garden, and we have fountains that are just wow and amazing. And we have so many other spaces that, you know, people just can't help but enjoy. Well, everybody was smiling. That is true. I think everybody comes to Longwood and they just take a deep breath and they relax Mm -hmm. and they unwind and you just kind of get rejuvenated. Yeah, it's it's an amazing place. I I really enjoyed the variety to me and the meadow garden. Mm -hmm. I have a thing about meadows and like when I see a meadow, I just want to like roll in there, you know. But you know, I say you can't go roll in it. I know, but. The wildflowers, and it's just, it's cool because you have like a, an ADA accessible boardwalk area, but then you also have it where people can go, like I'm going hiking for, for the time while I'm there. So that's a nice blend that you don't always see in a garden is actual trails. Yeah, I mean, our meadow garden is 86 acres, and it really is kind of what I like to think of the wild side of Longwood. We, we sort of have a, some very formal gardens, but we also have some more naturalistic landscapes as well, and the meadow is one of them. That doesn't mean that our horticulturists don't work very hard at keeping the meadow in the shape that it is, because it still requires the hand of man, um, but the meadow is a wonderful, open, expansive space where you can, you know, take a brief walk through the meadow, or as you said, you can explore our more than three miles of trails that go throughout the meadow and it really is uh, the quintessential example of the beautiful Brandywine Valley landscape that southeastern Pennsylvania is known for. Yeah the Brandywine landscape because you're also near where the Brandywine uh, battle happened but I was also reading that it, it's interesting because the, the the land that you're on was originally William Penn's land right that was his property oh. at one point. Yes, correct. It was a land grant from William Penn, and it it was uh, given to um, a family by the name of Pierce a few hundred years ago, and they had a a set of cousins in that family who loved to go basically plant exploring. They were early plant explorers, and they went up and down the East Coast, and they brought back trees and other um, plants from their travels, and they built an arboretum. And as time passed, this arboretum became very well known in the area. And it was in 1906 um, that the the property had fallen out of that family's hands, and it was slated to be sold for lumber. And our founder, uh-uh. Longwood's founder, Pierre no. Dupont, no. got wind of this and found <laughs> out and purchased the property and purchased um, the lumber contracts and saved the trees and then went about building Longwood, and that was in 1906. Wow, well, and goodness for that, because really I the idea of tearing that down, oh, yeah. yeah. So he was he was one of he was well before his time. He was an an early philanthropist and naturalist and of course a brilliant businessman. Um but he always had a, a love and passion for gardening and um you know that just speaks volumes every day at Longwood. I I love it because you know you think about the trees being old growth as well now, you know, having saved the arboretum but also um you get to go into their house and really had this really cool display where you can hear, you know, hear their story, not just, you know, look at exhibits, but it's interactive. And um, it's just there. I like it because it really gets into the mind of someone who's a total plant geek and saves seeds and 
doesn't walk by without trying to take a little nip and tuck and grow something. <laughs> that's right. That that's a gardener at heart, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Pierre was very much that, and and we're very fortunate in that he kept so many of his his papers and his plans, and and we use that in our archive at Longwood to really um, you know enrich the experience for all of our guests. So we really do have a very rich history um, and understand what Mr. Dupont's vision was, and we follow that today. Mm. And where did the fountains come in? Because you are known for your fountain display. You have that giant, I mean, how many, there's that show, the different fountain shows that you have um, throughout the day. I mean, how many fountains are in that one? Because you have like the Italian ones and there's there's water everywhere. (laughs) There's water everywhere. Well, you're talking about the main fountain garden, which I would say is sort of the crown jewel of all of the fountain gardens that we have at Longwood. And that one has 1,719 jets. Um, wow. So Whoa. that's just that's just one of many. Wow. Um, and Mr. Dupont, well, how he became so known for our fountains is um, throughout his lifetime, Mr. Dupont loved to travel to Europe, and he went to the Grand Gardens of Europe. So he went to Versailles, he went to the Villa Gambaraia in Italy, and he went to all these places where there was terrific fountains. And he always had in the back of his mind, oh, I would love to have something like that at home. So he brought back many of these ideas and implemented them at Longwood. And he says in his uh, writings that he always had a fascination with the sound of water as a child. So you will hmm. find water features throughout our indoor and outdoor gardens, not just our not just our fountain gardens, but in any garden you might find a small fountain or a single jet fountain. Uh, but water is, is a characteristic that you will see throughout Longwood. Well, it's, very, it? it's relaxing. The sound of water just makes people relax. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just like to sit and listen to the water. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think now in time of social distancing and kind of the world's a little crazy, <laughs> just saying, just a little, <laughs> just, a just a little, the gardens are, are one of those places that you can go. And what I like is um, you can social distance there and you even time um, how many visitors can come in. And, and that's got to be cha- a change for you guys since you're the most visited garden. Right. Yes, we have always done time tickets um, at Longwood so that we can sort of pulse our guests in and everybody can have, you know, a good experience and enjoy the gardens um, without mm-hmm. too many people in the gardens at any one time. But we certainly have um, decreased our capacities as we reopened after, um, you know, COVID-19 epidemic came through. And um you know, we're down to about 35% of our typical capacity. So it is, um, you know, much fewer people in the gardens, but we do have over 400 acres um, open to the public. Um, the whole property is about 1,100, but a lot of that is back of house infrastructure and growing areas. Um, but so there is plenty of room across that 400 acres for people to spread out and have um, a, a time of beauty and to feel safe um, in these uncertain times. You you talk about the back of house and the growing areas. Um, You also do a lot of plant research. So that's part of the Longwood Gardens experience is finding and and growing plants and doing research. And um, education is also part of that whole, the whole makeup of, of the nonprofit. Absolutely. I mean, that's a very important aspect of our program. We have um, basically sort of three pillars in our mission. One is horticulture, which is both the art and science of horticulture. Our second pillar is horticultural education, and we have programs for K through 12 all the way through postgraduate. Um, And we also 
value the performing arts because Mr. DuPont loved to use the gardens to entertain. Um, and he had, you know, an organ, which I, you probably did not get to see because the ballroom is closed during this time. But uh, we have yeah. one of the largest residential organs in the world at Longwood. We have a 10,010-pipe oh, wow. aeolian organ. Um, cool. And Mr. DuPont built this because he loved the performing arts, and he wanted to share that with his guests in the gardens. So that is something that we continue to do today when we're able to. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. The, the other thing that you said is tree houses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we added our tree houses in 2008. And, you know, the funny thing about that was we thought this would be a wonderful thing for our younger guests to enjoy. You know, who doesn't love a tree house? And we opened them, and they were so popular, but we discovered that adults love them just as much mm-hmm. as the kids. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, brought back a lot of memories for a lot of our adults about their childhood tree houses. But the reason we did that was, you know, we were basically, as I said, founded on this desire to save some historic trees. So trees are very important to us. So we wanted people to sort of look up and away from, um, you know, looking at the gardens and seeing the color in the gardens. People just kind of sort of sometimes look down and walk along the paths. We wanted them to look up. So we put these tree houses in so people would appreciate the tree canopy. That really is the backbone of Longwood, as well as have a terrific time. And that has worked out tremendously. Cool, cool, cool. Now, uh, the other part is, you know, being, you know, the most visited public, you know, garden in the country – you're also in the garden capital. That was something we didn't know until we set foot at the gardens. We, I mean, we just literally arrived in Pennsylvania, and you're like, hey, welcome to the garden capital. Like, really? How cool. Yeah. It is <laughs> cool. It that. is really one of the, yeah. one of, one of the best, best things about the Philadelphia region is that we are um, America's garden capital, we like to say. We have more than 30 public gardens within 30 miles of Philadelphia. Um, so it really is the largest concentration of gardens in the U.S. And there are smaller gardens, and there are big gardens like Longwood. So if you are a garden lover, um, this is the place to come and really spend a week going to, a week or two maybe, going to all of these tremendous, tremendous gardens and really appreciating um, the role of public gardens and the beauty that they can add to a region. That's cool. That's cool. I think, so that could be a whole, you know, escape, but we think about gardens in summer and spring, maybe early fall. What's it like on a seasonal uh, basis in the gardens because when we're there it's summer it's beautiful everything's lush and green um are you open in the winter because i mean we don't we're nancy and i aren't used to snow <laughs> we have no clue about these real four seasons that you have right <laughs> yeah. well we have well we we do have four seasons but at longwood we actually have five because we count the christmas holiday as a season so um january through march i will say that the majority of our um, display is inside our conservatory and when i talk about our conservatory it is four acres under glass 20 indoor gardens so um you could spend hours in our conservatory and never step foot outside into the outdoor gardens and still have a tremendous experience. So January through March, obviously, most of our colorful display is inside. If you like to take a walk in the winter landscape, you're perfectly welcome to do that. You can see the bones of the garden and the beautiful um, form of the, the trees outside. But the, the primar- primarily the biggest part is in the conservatory. In the spring mm-hmm. is when the outdoor gardens really come to life. We still have a display in our conservatory. Um, every day of the year, but in spring we have probably over a quarter of a million bulbs um, that wow. spring wow. <laughs> spring into life during um, the months of April and May around the gardens, and it really is one of the most beautiful times outdoors at Longwood. Um, you kind of get that smell of freshly cut grass again, and you start to see color popping up everywhere, and it really is a tremendous experience, and I would just point people to our flower garden walk, which since 1907, oh. that's 
that was our first uh, walk at Longwood, our first flower garden at Longwood, and it is a highlight um, throughout the year, but it's particularly spectacular in spring. That was Summer incredible. Is, did you, you got a chance to go down that? Yeah. That, that flower mm. walk, Nancy, I mean, all yeah. those little pathways and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, and the little water features, like you were saying. But the mm-hmm. color, I was just, it, it was just intoxicated, like super cool. <laughs> it it is yeah and we hope that when you're walking around the gardens no matter what season you're there that you're getting ideas and you know mm-hmm. even if yeah. you don't try it to that scale at home maybe you decide to try to plant a container and put it on your deck or maybe you decide to do a vegetable garden but really that's part of the reason that we want to be there is to inspire people um you know to maybe garden at home but if nothing else to have an appreciation for nature mm-hmm. yeah, i think the children's garden is something that people parents might consider because the kids really love that, and it's a great way to introduce them to plants and how to care for them and and to respect them and not trample them, you know. So I, I really like well, I like kids' gardens, you know. Yes, absolutely, and we have an in, an indoor one um, and an outdoor mm-hmm. one um, because we want to attract kids all year round to the the value and beauty of gardens. And we do try to make them fun spaces where they can touch mm-hmm. the plants safely, splash in some fountains, and have a good time and realize that gardens can be fun and beautiful and that plants serve a very important purpose in our world. Yeah, mm. for sure. They do. It's Well, it's a beautification. I think the more gardens and green spaces we can incorporate, the oh, better. I mean, yeah. I... I want to see more businesses do it. Just because yeah. if you're in an industrial park doesn't mean you can't have some gardens going on. You know, it's just That's quality right. of life for everybody at work. I mean, you're happy you work in a garden. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aren't, aren't we all happy in the green space and it's good for, you know, butterflies and plants and, I mean, just everyone, the birds are happy. I mean, that's the thing. There were butterflies oh, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that was so cool. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, to me, that highlight. Well, you know, you're so right about attracting kids to, to nature and how important that is. And that's, we talked mm. about education being one of our missions at Longwood. And that's one of the initiatives that we've started with a number of corporate partners across the country and, and educational institutions, including Scholastic. And it's called Seed Your Future. And it really is designed to help kids in the 6th through 10th grade um, time in their lives to understand horticulture and to understand that there are careers in horticulture um, that they might be interested in pursuing um, and to kind of start to build that next generation of gardeners and horticulturists and scientists who are going to continue um, to be, you know, the pipeline for employees at, at public gardens. And it's so important because there are a lot of uh, colleges that are eliminating their horticulture programs. Mm. Um, there is always, ex- you know, jobs that do not get filled every year in horticulture um, because wow. we're looking for, we're, for talent that is not coming through the schools. So we are doing our, our very best to start to raise awareness about the future um, and opportunities of horticulture for young people. Oh, well, wow. we're certainly going to need that for the future. That's we exactly right. We need to save our trees and our plants and our green spaces. We're really going to need people that yeah, know how exactly. to do that. Yep, exactly. Well, do you have a volunteer program for folks who, you know, maybe they're retired or even the youth that can do some, some volunteering? We do have a volunteer program. We have a very active volunteer program, um, both a teen volunteer program and an adult volunteer program. Our adult volunteer program, um, when we're at full strength, we typically have around 800 volunteers. Now, a lot of them have um, are not working right now because of the 
the COVID um, situation, but we look forward to having them back in the gardens as soon as we possibly can. And we do have a teen volunteer program um, through the summer where we have our teens come in and interact with our guests and help with learning opportunities for kids in the gardens and things like that. So yeah, we, we rely on our volunteers heavily. They work in all aspects of the gardens, um, and many of them provide you know such important um, talents and skills that we just could not run the garden without. Yeah, wow. I'm I'm glad for volunteers. I think that's that's what will happen to me. It's going to be parks. Trafalgar's big tour sale has arrived. Book your next vacation with 15% off top-selling tours. Discover the world's top trending destinations like Spain, Egypt, Japan, and Italy while enjoying big experiences, big memories, and big icons along the way. To unlock savings, contact your travel advisor today. Call Trafalgar at 866-513-1995 or visit trafalgar.com slash big tour sale. That's T-R-A-F-A-L. LGAR.com slash big tour sale. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Garden. Mm-hmm. I'm a retired volunteer. <laughs> that's it. Well, gardens are a big park to me. That's, that's you know, it is a park. It is uh, sure. something. And having, you know, people learn to garden, I mean, even... I'm I'm not kidding around, but like cemeteries are, are also gardens, and that's you know who basically are, are taking care of historic cemeteries these days are gardeners, and right. um, a lot of cemeteries are going to disrepair and and all that history. It's it's a it's a interesting thing how gardeners play such a big role, even the beautifications mm-hmm. of downtowns and um, all this good stuff. And so it, it's really great for folks from around the world to come and visit Longwood. Um, what's happening for fall season? Do you have any activities planned? Um, especially with COVID, I didn't know if you guys were going to have your events. Well, we're still going to certainly have our horticulture displays. Some of our concerts and things we obviously can't have right now. And, and we look forward to bringing them back as soon as we're able. But, um, the fall at Longwood is always probably the most colorful mm-hmm. season. Um, you know, the outdoor gardens are spectacular in September. Um, the meadow is at its peak. You'll see goldenrod and such beautiful colors in the meadow in September. And then when we get into October, the trees begin to turn for fall. And inside, we have our chrysanthemum festival. And we have one of the um, largest chrysanthemum shows in the country um, where we do um, – you know, we have literally thousands and thousands of chrysanthemums on display, um, and it's beautiful, bold colors. We have a, sort of a highlight of the show is our thousand bloom, which is a single chrysanthemum plant with more than 1,000 blooms on it, and it takes wow, us about wow. 18 months to grow it. Um, oh. And last year, we had just over 1,500 blooms, and wow. it stands about 12 feet tall and about 10 feet wide, and it yes. really just is <laughs> That's amazing. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's um, a real big one. <laughs> yeah. So it, it really is something to see. You, you would never know that chrysanthemums could be grown in, in these unique forms, and it's it's a wow. nod to the wow. Asian culture where, um, you know, that style originated. And we have sent some of our staff over the years to um, Japan to learn the ancient techniques and to bring them back and do them for our guests. Um, so it wow. really is a beautiful time um, in Amazing. the gardens in October. 
Um, so That's yeah, amazing. I would, yeah, I, I encourage people to come. I'm tripping out on that because you also had that stinky flower uh, bloom, stinky <laughs> flower. We What's the did. stinky? I saw we that on your did. Instagram. What, what's yes. that called? <laughs> That's a Titan Arum. <laughs> um, it, it's, some people call it a corpse flower because it tends Ew. to smell like rotting meat when it oh, nice. blooms. <laughs> um, and we got ours in 2018 from the Chicago Botanic Garden. Um, and our gardener, Joyce Rondinella, has been working with that plant for the last couple of years, trying to coax it into wow. blooming because they're not easy um, to get to bloom. And huh. um, the plant is affectionately known as Sprout, and he decided to bloom in July. So so we were very fortunate awesome. to have um, Sprout, um, you know, put out the bloom, and we had a couple of stinky days, um, and uh, it was just <laughs> great. And guests, guests, guests loved to come and see it, and um, it was just, you know, a, a wonderful victory for, for Joyce and Longwood, and we look forward to taking care of Sprout, and hopefully uh, he will bloom again in about five to seven years. <laughs> Wow. So, so what makes what makes them so stinky? It is how in nature they would attract their natural pollinator, which is a dung beetle. So oh. they give off that scent so they can attract their their pollinator. Wow. So did you get dung beetles to do this? Well, we actually I mean, hand pollinated it. <laughs> so um yeah. So today my hand funny. is a dung beetle. I, but this, but yeah. this is what folks don't realize how much work goes into this kind of cult, you know horticulture, and that's to me right. fascinating that you're taking this on. And the fact, like you're saying, the chrysanthemum is 18 months, you know, the stinky dung beetle flower, <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> takes funny. two years, and then five to seven years after that for blooming. I mean, when you think about all of this, how much patience goes into it? Um, it's pretty incredible, and that's what. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's Garden definitely food. a labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think going to work and being like, okay, today I got to find some dung beetles for my. Funny. Hey, it's the it's cycle of life. So after right. the chrysanthemums, then you start to play holiday season, right? We do, yes. Um, the Friday before Thanksgiving, we will open our holiday display, and that runs through the second week of January. And that's really when we deck the halls like nobody else. I mean, our entire conservatory is decked out in trees. Um, we have 25-foot tall trees throughout the conservatory. Outside, we have Ooh. more than half a million lights. Um, we have strolling wow. music. Um, we have fountain cool. shows. It really just is fire pits to warm yourself up by. Um, it's just really a fabulous, over-the-top holiday display, and it really is a tradition for families to come every year in our area to Longwood um, and just kind of capture the holiday spirit. Nice. It's, it's got to be magical. I want to do that because it's just yeah. that whole setting. And the conservatory, I mean, this this conservatory, is it's massive. That is one big conservatory with, I mean, <laughs> some of the plants and you know, all the begonias and, I mean, the bleeding hearts and the all those tropical plants. I mean, it was, that was just amazing. It is amazing. And, yeah, it's, it's more than four acres under glass. Um, and, you know, we have a changing display in there all the time. So every couple of weeks there's new beds going in and new what? things to see. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, oh my um, gosh. you know, it, you guys aren't some... bored at all. <laughs> no, we're not. I mean, we have, for example, 
we have an orchid room, you know, because we have an amazing collection of orchids. We have five growing houses behind the scenes to contain all of our orchids. And as they bloom, we bring them into our orchid room. So there's about two to 300 orchids in that room every day. And three times a week, we switch it out to bring in what's blooming next. So so there's never a time where you're going to see the same thing. There's always going to be something different to, you know, see and learn about and explore when you come to the gardens. Wow. wow, that's a lot of orchids. I mean, Nancy and I are blown away. And listen, everyone, you've got to go to the cafe area because there's squirrels that hang out there. Like, we had so much fun just relaxing in the cafe. You know, it's it's cool. You can get a bite, you know, enjoy. And um, But the whole garden is the one thing that uh, we did we did get to experience. You know we love to pet sit, and so that's what we're doing right now as we record this. So if anybody hears a dog snoring or a cat meow, that's what's going on. It's not me making <laughs> yeah. that sound. Well, I've got a kitten on my lap right now. I know, but you she have resident cats. We, we do, yes. We, we've got to see one uh, at the DuPont house, and we're like, yes. oh, it's the house cats. And um, yes. they have their little food bowls, but apparently – this, again, shows the cycle of life, <laughs> the web of life right. going on. Yes, our, our cats are part of our integrated pest management program. So whenever we can use the most natural means for pest control, we do. Um, and we have about 13 cats on the property. And we like to say that in exchange for room and board and medical care, um, they are, help us with our mousing. Um, in the garden. So, um, and more than that, they, the guests love them and they really are sort of ambassadors to our guests. And there's certain cats that mm-hmm. sort of stay to their own, um, areas. And then there are other cats who just love an audience and love to interact with the guests, but it is a highlight for many of our members who come frequently, um, to check in on the cats too. In addition oh, to the <laughs> See, I we, can totally we know see that. <laughs> yeah. This, there's a community up in Exeter, California. The Chamber of Commerce has a cat because he just showed up, Walter the Cat, and he's ended up uh-huh. being painted in some of their murals in the downtown. But uh-huh. there are travelers that go to the office just to hang out with the cat. And then there's the locals <laughs> who visit the cat, but travelers that miss their cats go v- visit Walter for a cat fix. And so I can see this <laughs> on both sides, the locals checking in. But So these are your members. Uh, yeah, tell everybody about your membership program because that's something – that people can come in frequently, right, and, and get into different events. and Yes, yes. A yearly membership allows you to come to the gardens um, anytime throughout the year. Um, and we have over 70,000 member households, which equates to about wow. 125,000 individuals who are members. Um, wow. And yeah, and they, you know, I think a lot of people love to come and check Longwood out at least every season of the year, right? So this is a great way to do it economically. Um, and we have membership levels for singles all the way up to Gardens 5, which allows you to bring five people with you at any time with your membership. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the people in your household. It can be five friends. It could be the people in your household or it could be five coworkers. Um, doesn't matter. Um, so there really is a lot of flexibility to the program, and our members um, really do enjoy coming and take advantage of um, discounts in our gift shop and our restaurant and some other benefits as well. See, that's a good holiday gift. Give the gift it's a experience. great holiday it gift. It is a great, I like a great idea. idea. It's a wonderful Mother's Day gift, too. Yes, <laughs> oh, so. good yes. one, good one. Yeah. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, it's all coming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is year-round gifting of garden garden experience. I mean, who doesn't want that? That is awesome. I love that. Right. Uh, but that's That's a lot of members. Are they all from, you know, Pennsylvania? Or are they from... Like the well, they, they actually are 
spread out. We actually have members in most of the 50 states. Um, wow. the, obviously, the, obviously, the majority are, you know, within probably a three-hour drive time. Um, but we do have members who are in other states, and, and they may have been um, local to Longwood and have moved, but they still want to support the gardens. Or maybe they can only come once or twice a year, but they still keep the membership because they believe in the mission and the beauty of Longwood. So we're very fortunate to have really engaged and dedicated members. Cool. Wow, that's very, very cool. cool. Well, you guys rock. And the, everybody, it's, again, <clears throat> heart of the, the heart of America's garden capital, you got to go. So go to longwoodgardens.org. I always stay in touch with websites. I always say this now, especially during COVID times. Uh, things can always change, so, as we all know now, right? Right. And so uh, always good to go to the website and social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Am I missing anything else? No, we're on it all, and and you're right. Our website's the best place to see what's happening, what our hours are, and what's happening in the gardens right now. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really, really had an amazing time. Yeah, we did. um, I I mean, we want to come back. I mean, there's no way, because there's no way you can see it all. I mean, how many plants do you think are plants? I mean, when you're saying you're swapping out in the conservancy all the time, like how many yeah, I mean this is Well, we giant. have we have over 11,000 different kinds of plants on the property, different wow. species of plants on the property. So, and we say that it takes at least 3 hours to kind of walk through the gardens. And for some people it could take the entire day or multiple days depending on how interested you are in stopping and sort of reading yeah. all of the information. But you you do have to allow a few hours to really enjoy the gardens. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, we called and we were photographing and yet we're we get gal we want to see every plant you know it's like yeah exactly and if there's a butterfly we're hanging out with you for a while if there's a fountain so you know we kind of i mean we kind of ran around the garden to experience as much as we could but mm-hmm. to me i would want to do like a different part of the garden each visit you know mm-hmm. and then i'd have to mm-hmm. do multiple throughout the season because it is mm-hmm. one of those like, you know, if every gardener, you go through your garden at least twice a day as a gardener. I mean, at sure. minimum, you're, yeah. you're, you want to see the disbloom, you know. So, yeah, what's going on yeah. here? Is this growing? You know, so I can yep. imagine if if we lived there, we'd be there, I'd say, every week or two. Don't you think, Nancy? Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, yeah. why not? Absolutely. We'd have to be a member. That's for sure. Well, especially <laughs> when know. the seasons change, I would definitely want to take in all the seasons. Mm-hmm. So, do you get to go out and just enjoy the garden, or do you have to work all the time? <laughs> you know, well, you know, there are some days like I, I am stuck at the desk, but I, I do make it part of my job to kind of go out and see what's happening because, you know, part yeah. of my job is to tell people about the beauty of Longwood and and what's blooming and what's happening today in the gardens, and you got to be out there to to do that. So I do have the opportunity <laughs> to take a quick walk at lunch and check in with the gardeners and see what they're excited about, and um, you know, there's always something beautiful to see that's a, i'd be taking a picnic lunch out there every day like, yeah. hey, this is like sorry this is my job i know today i'm sitting in the topiary for lunch okay you know today i'm going to the idea garden i really want to do the idea garden because i always think that I know. they're so neat and spark the imagination yeah. you know to what you can do and it was just neat to be in a completely different growing zone too after being in the desert area or the desert southwest for so long um it was really just mind-blowing to see this whole other side of the country and you guys are doing it well. So oh, thank well, you. thank you. We are so glad that you came out to see us. 
Thank you. And everyone, again, longwoodgardens.org is the website to go to. Thank you for joining us, Patricia. It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, we want to close our conversation with a song. And this is dedicated to your conservancy uh, at the gardens uh, because of the orchids. It's called Orchids and Waterfalls. You know, the fountains, you've got little waterfalls throughout the conservancy. There's there's water everywhere. And so if you're feeling any kind of stress or high blood pressure, if the elections are getting to you, you need to go to the <laughs> garden. To the garden. <laughs> de-stress with all the birds and the butterflies and the flower power and the color. Uh, you're going to really uh, de-stress a lot. So uh, here it is, Orchids and Waterfalls. Uh, it's by Michael and Spider from their Iridescent Garden album. Thanks so much, Patricia. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Nancy. Stay well. <laughs> you, you too. too. Take care. Take care.
the, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba 